All right. Good evening, everyone. Hopefully everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we'd like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. Today is July 15th, 2021 and week 128. If you're new around here, welcome to Joy in the Midst of the Storm. This is a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. And if you've been with us for a while, as we always like to say, welcome back. Thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out trying to hear what thus says the lord now, as you can see from the title we'll be talking about separation separation from christ the question is who shall separate us from christ as i mentioned i believe it was last week or the week before there are a lot of things on this earth that are that is sole purpose is to separate you from god and that could be anything and that is actually the devil's job he's supposed to do that but we have to be strong enough not to let any of that um separate us from the love of christ so we'll talk about that tonight so without any further ado i'm going to pass it over to minister tony banks and we can go ahead and get started with this evening's message thank you melvin before we get into the message we do start by saying a prayer so if you guys can take a moment uh, we encourage you to do so with us pray Heavenly Father, thank you for another opportunity. Lord, we try not to take it for granted. Lord, help everything that we say, everything that we do. Help it to be real. Help it to be genuine. Help it to come from the bottom of our hearts and never to put on a show to uh, make someone else to, to kind of do something just so someone can see it. Help it to be real, Lord. So we're asking that you would keep us in our right minds. Keep us in perfect peace lord help us to stay focused on you not focus on the left the right the things that's going on help us to keep our eyes stayed on you no matter what's happening so lord we're asking all these blessings lord we're praying for the bible study tonight that someone would hear something to keep them going we know that so many people are thinking about giving up but lord touch us give us a word give us something that will keep driving us keep us running in this race so lord we're asking that above all things lord no matter what happens remind us keep us reminded lord that there is a reason to have joy in the midst of a storm so lord we're praying all these blessings in your holy name jesus amen amen so melvin brought us in we're talking about who who's going to separate you the question is, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? So let's see what Paul was talking about. Uh, if we move to Romans chapter 8 and verse 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Who's going to do it? It's going to take someone. Now, I know we can look at things, but even those things are going to boil down to someone. He said, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? What's going to do it? Who's going to do it? Go ahead, man. Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? See, that's going to take place through someone. These things are going to happen through someone. It takes someone to make these things happen. He said, shall tribulation, going through a hard time. You know what happens when we go through something tough? We start doubting in our minds. 
So who's going to separate us in that moment? It's going to be ourselves, our own doubts. We begin to think, well, God, man, he, he, he's deserted me. He's left me because he's nowhere to be found. We start thinking in our mind. The devil now, he'll plant these thoughts. But it takes us to make the decision. So he said, who shall separate us? It's going to take someone. He said, or distress. Things happen and it stresses us. But it's still on us. We still make the decision. He said, persecution is going to happen through someone. People persecute us. People talk bad about us. Everyone in this world has been talked bad about before. If you haven't, <laughs> you just haven't heard it. Somebody said something bad about you. So he said, for persecution. When we're persecuted, the devil is using someone. And then we decide to fall away from God. You know, once we start attempting, trying our very best to do what God says, if someone begins to talk down on us, I remember talking to a lady, her telling me how her own husband began to talk against her doing what God said. Persecution, that's all it was. She was persecuted and it caused her to be separated from Christ because she began to stop doing the things God asked. So, Paul asked the question, who shall separate us? The only way the separation is going to happen is if we let it. We have the power. Now, we don't have a lot of power. Don't get confused. But we have this power to make the decision. When doubt comes into my mind, I have the power. He told us in one place, cast down those imagination. I have the power to do that. But will I is the question. Will I forget? That's why I try to pray, Lord, help me to remember. Sometimes we forget. I know I forget a lot of things. But help me to remember. He said, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? So I want to go back to the book of Genesis. Let's go to chapter 3. Let's read verse 1 there. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. Now where Paul asked the question, who shall separate us? We're looking at the separator here. He's, he is the one coming to divide us. He's dividing us. Now he's doing it through people though. So if we know Kim... John, Bo, Derry, whoever it is, we're looking at them as the problem, but we don't know who's in them. He's really the one behind it all. He's trying to separate us from Christ. He tried to separate Christ from God. We see him tempt, attempt to tempt the Lord. He came to tempt them. Went three rounds with him after he had fasted. 
He told him to turn the bread, excuse me, turn the stones into bread. He told him to jump down. He told him to do all these things. He said, fall down and worship me. He was trying to separate Christ even from God. So now if he tried to separate Christ, what do we think he'll do to us? He's coming. So Paul asked the question, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? We have to know that the devil is working inside of people around us. I know we love our family and our friends. I know we don't think the devil can ever work in them. But that's why Jesus told us to watch and pray. Because the devil, he'll get in us before we even know it. And then we'll have to ask ourselves, man, what am I doing? <laughs> why have I let the devil trick me into doing something stupid? I knew better. And here I am. Having did this. So the Bible tells us the devil was more subtle. He was more tricky than any beast of the field which God made. All right. And he said unto the woman, Yea, have God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Now, he comes to separate us from doing what God says. I know we read that verse and Paul said, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? We think he's saying, Oh, he's not going to make me stop loving God or God won't stop loving me. That's not what he's talking about. What he's wanting to do is stop you from obeying God. That's what he wants. He's not, he doesn't care because we say, well, I love the Lord. You know how many people I've heard say that? And they weren't even attempting to do what God said. The devil doesn't care if we say we love the Lord. He cares if we display that we love the Lord. If we live according to his commandment. That's what he cares about. See, people, people don't care if you do some talking. But start doing what God says. That's when the persecution comes. Start living the life that God said. That's when people fight you. That's when people say, oh, they think they're too good. <laughs> That's when the fight comes and you see a separation. People try to separate from you. They try to single you out. Once you start letting your light shine. So we can talk. The devil doesn't care about talk. He cares about the works also. He's just as God. God cares about our works. The devil cares about our works. He doesn't want us to work the works of God. He wants you to talk about it. He said, yeah, go down and tell them. <laughs> tell them about what you're going to do. <laughs> you won't do it, though. Just tell them. The devil's happy when we're doing all this talking. We're short of breath because we're talking so much. <laughs> but we have yet to do he told us not to only be hearers, and, and I'll add one other thing, not to only be talkers of the word. He wants us to be a doer. That's what he's looking for. So the devil began to try to separate Eve 
from what God told her to do. That's what he wants to do to us. So read that again for me, Melvin. What, what did he ask? And he said unto the woman, Yea, have God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? He said, Let's talk about what God said. He wants to throw in some confusion on what God said. That's where the separation starts. If he can get us to believe contrary to what God says, he's one. We're already separated. He doesn't have to. All he has to do is get us to disobey God. The separation is already there. All right. And the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. He said, You won't die. That, that's not true. You know, we might read the word of God, hear the word of God, but it only takes someone. See, people are going to come and talk to us. The devil's going to be in them. And they're going to say, did God really say you couldn't do this? Did he really say you could do that? Did he really say that? And then when we tell them the response, they said, no. No, he didn't say that. Nah, there's no way he said that. I see. As if they've ever even looked. But this is how the devil separates us from the love of Christ. This is how he separates us. Because we begin to disobey him, neglect what God says. We say, you know what? I just, I just don't even think I should be reading that. We become weaker and weaker. Go ahead, man. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened. He said, this is going to open your eyes. You know, I've heard so many people teach other people and say, you know, these things are going to enlighten you. They're going to open your eyes to some things you've never seen before. It sounds magical. That's what the devil did to her. Told her some good things. Made it sound good. He said, God knows. Your eyes are going to be open. Uh-huh. And ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Now, that sounds good to her. Sound, it would have sounded good to us. He said, really? I'll know more than what I already know. I'll be as gods? You know, we like the sound of being a god. We like the sound of that. Feels like we're going to be in charge. Feels like we'll be up top, someone around fanning us. That's what we think about. Somebody uh, being our servant. So, look at how the devil began to separate them. Through Eve here, all right? And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food... And now we know sight plays a role. See, we, we're, we're looking at things every day. 
and we're thinking based on how things look. Now, somebody can be selling a car and it can be all brand new uh, things, parts, components underneath the hood, new motor, new transmission, uh, new tires, new shocks, new everything, new axles. But now because the outside of that car looks horrible, you say, man, that thing beat up. <laughs> There's dents in it. The paint's fading. So we will look at the outside. We'll look at the appearance. You say, man, I don't want that thing. We want, it's the looks. We're looking for the looks. So now she looked at it. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, uh-huh. And that it was pleasant to the eyes. Mm -hmm. And a tree to be desired to make one wise. She took of the fruit thereof and did eat. And gave also unto her husband with her. And he did eat. Drop down to verse 8. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the, of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. Now, the Bible didn't tell me this, but I believe this. So you don't have to believe this because I'm not saying this is scripture. But it tells us here that Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord. I don't believe they had ever did that before. I don't believe that has happened before. But what has now happened is their disobedience has separated them from God. When we are disobedient from God, it separates us. We're hiding things. We're acting a different way because of our own disobedience. It separates us. We just don't feel the same anymore. Didn't mean they didn't love God anymore. But they had separated themselves from him in their disobedience. All right. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, where art thou? He said, where are you? Because we are separated. I feel this distance here. Where are you? We're no longer as close as we were. The sin has now pushed him away. We know God cannot be in the presence of sin. Go ahead, man. And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, mm -hmm. and I hid myself. Hid myself, all right. And he said, Who told thee that thou was naked? He said, Who? That's what Paul asked. He said, who shall separate us? Now we ask, now we find in Genesis chapter 3, the Lord God talking to Adam. He said, who told you this? Somebody has lied to you. Who, who, who told you this? How did you know this? Someone has deceived you. Someone has tricked you into being disobedient. Someone has separated you. That's what has happened. You have been caused to be separated. He really separated himself when he disobeyed. 
but he allows someone to entice him to do it. So Paul asked the question, who shall separate us? Most of the time it's going to be ourselves. I can say virtually all the time. Because just because someone else says this or says that, that doesn't mean I have to follow. You know, people always use the, the uh, jumping over the bridge analogy. And I'm only using it for the lack of a better one because I don't, <laughs> I won't say that's the best analogy here. But if someone were jumping off the bridge, people say, well, would you do it? But that's how we behave when we just follow what others say and disobey God. So the Lord asked them, who said this? Who told you this? Someone has caused you to become separated. You have been separated. So now, drop down. <clears throat> drop down to verse 23. Uh, 24, sorry. So he drove out the man... And he placed at the east of the Garden of Eden cherubims. Go back up to 23 and then we'll come down to 24. Therefore, the Lord God sent him forth from the Garden of Eden to till the ground from whence he was taken. God sent him forth. Uh-huh. So he drove out the man. Drove him out. He, he was driven out because a separation has taken place. He has been driven out. God had to get him out of there. He had to get him out of there. You know, even in our homes, there's many instances where a parent just cannot keep this kid under control. After he gets to a certain age, the kid wants to do this, wants to do that, will not listen to the parent's rules. And at a certain point, the parent has to drive him out say you know I love you but you can't stay here you're doing things to separate us so it's that kids actions that are causing it this is what happens with us and God It's our actions making a separation that doesn't mean God doesn't love us anymore he still loves while we were yet sinners the Bible tells us Christ died for us. He loved us even while we were sinners. So it's our actions that separate us. It's us. We are the reason. We can blame the devil. He can trick us at times. But that's why Jesus told us to watch. We got to watch out for him. We have to learn his ways. After we learn what to look out for, he shouldn't be tricking us with the same old tricks. After a while, we should get smart enough, be wise enough to not fall in the same trap. So Paul asked the question, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? And so that's where we are. Let's go back to where we started. Romans chapter 8, 
and verse 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? Who's going to separate us? We have to start with ourselves. Jesus told us we must deny ourselves. If we don't, we cannot be his disciple. It starts with us. We're the ones separating ourselves. It was Adam and Eve who separated themselves from God. Sure, the devil played his role. Sure, he did. He would have gotten us. We're no better. But now that we have this knowledge, we have to use it. We shouldn't allow him to cause us to be separated. So after knowing all of this, after knowing the tricks of the devil, this is why Paul said in verse 38, we'll drop down. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God. This is why he said that. Because he said, I'm persuaded. We already know how the devil has tricked us up until this point. Paul said, even when I try to do good, evil is present with me. But thank God for the Holy Ghost. I have something that's made me more than a conqueror. I have something that's going to help me to overcome the devil. So now, I don't have to be separated. That's why he was persuaded. But he knows somebody's going to be separated. In fact, we found that in the book of Galatians. Someone was separated. I better show that in the book of Galatians because someone feels that none of us are going to be separated from God. But let's go to Galatians chapter 1 and verse 6 so we can see this. I marvel that ye are so soon removed. He said, I'm so shocked. Now, I know he wasn't shocked, but he was shocked. He said, I marvel that you're so soon removed. You've so soon, you've already been separated. Look at who they were removed from. That's all it means to separate it. Go ahead, Mel. Again, I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. They have been removed from Christ. And the reason why is because of their actions. They're now believing things that God didn't say. That's what caused them to be separated. They didn't say, well, you know, I hate God. That's not what he was dealing with here. Sure, somebody feels that way, but that's not what he was dealing with here. He said, you've been separated and started believing a different gospel. They still believe Jesus Christ died. That's not what they didn't believe. Nobody has tricked them into thinking, oh, Jesus Christ didn't even die for you. That's not what they were thinking. No, it was deeper than that. If you look around now, this church believes this, this church believes that. Sure, we're going to disagree on some things, 
Sure. But we can't even get the major things correct. That's what's happened here. They're starting to believe a different gospel, a different version of how to be saved. Go ahead, Mel. Which is not another. There's not really a different gospel, but somebody calls us to believe there is. Go ahead. But there be some that trouble you. Somebody's troubling, bringing persecution, bringing tribulation, bringing tough times, bringing confusion is happening through someone. The devil has to get in someone and all they're going to say is, are you sure God said this? And as soon as they ask, we have all the doubt in the world. We say, well, now that you asked, he probably didn't. Go ahead, man. And would pervert the gospel of Christ. Somebody has changed what we should believe in. Somebody's changed it. Someone has changed it. Someone started out believing we should be baptized in Jesus' name. And all because someone else said, I just don't think. I just don't think God wants us to do that. We have allowed it to change. We say, well, so-and-so, they've always been nice to me. They tried to give me this. They tried to give me that. Now we become emotionally attached. And now we say, well, maybe we don't have to do that. <laughs> Someone has changed the gospel. We've allowed it. It is us. So Paul asked the question, who's going to separate us? He said, there's some people here telling you things that aren't true. They have caused you to be separated from Christ. Go ahead, man. But though we, or an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than that which we, which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. He said, if anybody else come and tell you something different, he said, even me, myself, if I come back and say, you know what, this ain't even right. He said, don't believe it. Because this is truth so this is why Paul said who shall separate us after we've gotten to the point where we have grown we've learned the ways of the devil we know how he's coming to entice us we already know he said now you're ready you're more than a conqueror you don't have to worry about these things I'm persuaded nothing's going to separate you but to someone else who is not deep in the gospel. We found Jesus tell a parable about it. He used the sower sowing seeds. We know the devil came and he took, he took what they had. They weren't grounded. So yeah, someone is being separated. But Paul recognized there's some in the church, they won't be separated. They won't be changed, regardless of who. I was talking about that not long ago. You know, a lot of times, I'm wrapping it up here. A lot of times, once we're in the church, God tells us to do things 
unto the Lord, not unto men. So we'll do things. But now if someone crosses us, talking about in the church, someone does something wrong or even says something wrong. We have a hard time letting that go. Whenever we see them, we're thinking about, man, I remember they made me so mad. I couldn't believe they did it. Out of all people, they did this. And we'll hold that against them. As if we have never did wrong. We'll hold that against them. And then it causes us to not be able to do for them. But he told us, don't do it looking at them. Do it as unto the Lord. It was supposed to be about God the whole time. We were supposed to be doing it for the love that we have for God the whole time. Not Tony. You, you can find some flaws in me. You can say, oh, Tony, he shouldn't have did this. He shouldn't have said that. I don't know why he said that. Sure you can. Look hard enough. Sure you can. So then when it comes time to help me, you say, well, <laughs> I remember he said this. <laughs> but he told us to do it as unto the Lord. So now we become separated because we're still looking at something that someone else did. So that's what it's about. He said, who shall separate us? He's persuaded that nothing will. That's only once. We have gotten to the place where we need to be. And that's this current moment. See, tomorrow we need to be in a different place, working to it at least. The next day, we need to be working to get to another place, to get to a higher level in God each and every day. So I thank God for you guys. Uh, it's been an incredible ride. I enjoy it. I'm hoping and praying that God would allow me uh, to be in the midst of many more Bible studies. But hey, if he says that's it, <laughs> who am I to argue with him? So I thank God for you guys again. And at this time, I will pass it back over to Melvin. Hope you guys got something out of that message. And um, I see we do have a comment from Sister Rosie. She says, praise the Lord, y'all. Praise the Lord. Lord. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you so much. Um, but going back to the topic of the, or getting back closer to the topic of the um, Bible study, um, there are definitely a lot of things that can separate us. And a lot of times it's the, the small things. You know, a couple of weeks ago we talked about, we had a title called Be Careful. And we went to the verse and it says, be careful for nothing. And I know that a lot of people may not understand what it's talking about, but you can substitute nothing for the little things, the things that we brush off and say, ah, it's no big deal. And for instance, like baptism, you know, every time it's carried out in the Bible is done in Jesus name, the name of the Lord every single time. But um, we love to quote Matthew 28, 19 or 19 and 28. I sometimes get that backwards. When Jesus says, go and baptize in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. And so we will say, well, I think both ways are correct. I think it's fine to be baptized in, Father, Son, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And that may seem like a little thing to us because we looking, looking through 
our natural eye, even if we're, we're going to get baptized, we say, well, it's still a bap it's still a baptism. Like God knows my heart because I know we love saying that he definitely does know our hearts. And Tony brought up something earlier. He said the devil doesn't care if all we do is say that we love God. That reminded me of a picture I saw on social media some years ago. I don't remember everything it said, but I think the last two lines it said, "When the devil hears you pick, when the devil sees you pick up your Bible, he starts sweating, and when <laughs> you start reading it, the devil yeah. faints." <laughs> and <laughs> the same response: the devil does not care one lick about you reading your Bible if you don't understand it, and if you don't carry out what God is trying to get us to do. I mean, it's just like me back in my college days reading my book from Electrical Engineer. I read that book a whole lot and didn't understand the thing it was talking about. That's a lot of us when it comes to reading the Bible. It is all for naught if we don't get an actual understanding of what it's saying. With all thy wisdom, get an understanding. So I see that um, that we don't have any more comments. So. I just say praise the Lord and we thank each and every single one of you guys, whether you're watching now, whether you're going to watch later, whether you, whether you listen to it on the podcast, we appreciate every single one of you because this is very important stuff that we all need to be hearing. And that, that's it. So as my weekly reminder to you guys, we do have Zoom Bible studies every Monday and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. It's a good message each and every single study. We hope to see you guys there. And as a, another thing I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always, because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Count it all joy, count it all joy. And one more time, count it all joy. Again, if the Lord blesses and says the same, we'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic coming straight from the Word of God. You guys have a happy, safe, and blessed weekend, and we'll see you guys then. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. We hope you enjoyed this evening's message. My name is Melvin Corners, here alone with Minister Tony Banks. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at facebook.com slash jmsbible. We hope to see you guys there. Thank you. So, as mentioned in the message, we have Zoom Bible studies every Monday and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. To join our messages, all you'd have to do is click the meeting link in the description. There is also a link to listen to all of our previous Zoom messages as well. We hope to see you guys join in on the study. And always remember to rejoice in the Lord always.